Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, I want to share just for a few minutes. It's often quoted and never adhered to, but I generally like to stick to it if I say it. So um, I want to share on the need for a saviour. You don't have to look too far around our world today, and we who are believers in Jesus can clearly see that this world desperately needs a saviour. Left to our own devices, we will slaughter each other. And uh, humanity is a, a funny beast that is destined to bring ruin and chaos because in and of ourselves, we don't have the power to redeem. Any goodness that is in us is because of God's grace. I want to read a challenging passage from a book, and it's a book uh, titled The Right Brain God by Michael Forst, and, and he's a Gnostic. He's, a, he's a, a man-God Illuminati believer, would you believe? But let me read you what he says. No one's coming to save the world, not Jesus Christ, not anyone. If the world is to be saved, then it's our responsibility, no one else's. The very act of believing in a saviour is a disgrace. It's cowardice and laziness and abdication of our personal obligations. The logic of our central theme of becoming God, which is their theme, is that each of us has to don the divine mantle. Salvation is our business, not someone else's. It's time to be active, not passive. It's time to make things happen, not sit back and wait for others. It's time to create our own rapture, not pray to someone else to make it happen. We have to stop being alienated from our divine spark. It's time to burnish it and let it illuminate the world. Interesting philosophy. Hey, I actually think he's 75% right. He's just missing the bit that we're not God. And if you, if you picture that for a moment, a lot of what he's saying is true. We do need to take hold of the mantle that God has put within us. We do need to burnish it. We do need to activate our faith. But it starts with him. And so it's coming from a completely different grid, but it's actually half correct. And in the way that us believers, more than a Gnostic, a guy who believes man is God and man can be God, and through our brain we can illuminate God, uh, God has actually instilled in us by Jesus Christ the knowledge of God. And so we have that spark. We have that illumination, if you like. We just have it from a source called God. And he sent his son Jesus, we remember at Christmas time, the birth of Jesus. It's the entry point of life for all humanity. It's the beginning, if you like, of the church, realistically. And so all who believe in Jesus can have access to the Father. And you might be sitting here today and be thinking, wow, well, I've been trying different paths and different avenues. And I sort of thought I could build myself up to be good enough and maybe make my own way. And this is a lot of self-help thinking today is that ultimately that we are 
little gods in a way that we can create our destiny. The truth is it's by the grace of God that we're even here. It's by the grace of God that we live and breathe. And so when we realize that it's His grace that sparks us in the first place, then we're always giving an offering of thanks back to Him no matter what we're doing. We don't claim credit for too much because it's by His grace. It's by His ordination that we have gifts and talents and, and we have a blessing and, and influence and whatever, everything good comes from Him, doesn't it? And so when we realize that He's in control and that He's the distributor of gifts, we give glory to Him in everything good. We don't take glory for ourselves. Whereas the thinking, uh, man thinking, man God thinking, puts the center in on us. But what about when we fail? We tend to blame others, don't we? If we're man, God, we're at fault, if, if that's our thinking. And so we need to take blame. And when wars happen, we need to take blame. When we haven't got the answers for anything throughout history, and look at the thousands of years of history that we have with, with nations warring against nations and, and people groups warring against people groups. And uh, I was, there's just a bit of fluff hanging around. It's just annoying me. I was, this week... We're away and I have this ritual that I always do in the airport. I always buy a war history book uh, and I read a war history book while I'm away. I love reading about the world wars, uh, you know, the Boer War, First World War, Second World War and, and beyond. And I was reading about Gallipoli and just the intensity of this thing, uh, but the insanity of it as well. And so I'm, I'm reading this thinking, my goodness, we humans are, are just savage beasts left to our own devices. And if we have to solve the world's problems in and of ourselves, we might as well pull the plug now because we can't do it. We've proven that and we keep proving it. And, and turn on the TV and you'll prove it to yourself yet again tonight and tomorrow and the next day and the next year. And, and there will be no solution other than Jesus Christ. There is, there is nothing else coming to save humanity other than Jesus Christ himself. And so he came, and we remember at Christmas time he came as a, as a baby, but I always link his birth and his death together. I find them inseparable because uh, when I remember his birth, oftentimes, and maybe we can go through a ritual even at Christmas time of thinking, oh, isn't that nice, the nativity scene and a baby in a manger and we sing some carols and it's really nice and it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. I celebrate that our nation can still celebrate Christmas and say Merry Christmas and have nativity scenes and all of that sort of stuff and praise God for COVID that silenced a whole lot of political correctness. However, it's a big sentence, isn't it? But believe me, the, war, the, the left will war against it again. Don't, don't worry, they will again. So we celebrate Jesus Christ. And we need to be bold and loud and unashamed about that. His life, his birth and his death. Because both will be warred against. They will be opposed like never before in the years to come. You watch it. I mean, you don't have to be a prophet to know that. It's just humanity has this way of getting worse, not better. So we need a saviour. We need Jesus Christ. Let's read from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Very familiar to most of us. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Isn't that good? The government is on Jesus Christ's shoulders, no one else. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of His governance, government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over His kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is a promise that no matter how shaky things get, and I've said to a few people, they've asked, how was it when you're away? And we went up to Queensland. It was, it was kind of shaky up there. There's a bit of a storm and it's pretty stormy. And in the building we were in, it was just moving a little bit in the, on the 53rd level or something. It was, and it was a little bit strange, just sort of on the couch. And, whoa, you know. And, um, and it's a weird feeling. But that's what the end times are going to be like. And maybe we're already well into that. There's going to be a little bit of shaking. There's going to be some uncertainty. Is this thing going to stand? That's what I was thinking. I mean, I'm in this building that's been standing for 20 years. And I'm like, I hope the engineers did the right calculations on the reinforcements on these pillars. Because I'm telling you, when it's moving like that, it's a bit disconcerting, isn't it? But that's what we're going to feel like sometimes, even as believers. Do you believe in the right God? Do you have the right philosophy? Do you have the right understanding? Have you got your your feet on sure foundation? What about this? What about that? What about other theologies and different beliefs? Let me tell you, it's really, really good when we are on the one foundation of Jesus Christ. There's a whole lot of theologies that that surround end times and prophetic, you know, this, that and the other. And all of them, all of them are just periphery to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It doesn't really matter how he's going to come again, whether you believe in the rapture or not. It doesn't really matter because he's coming again for you and for me. How he does it, I don't know. I don't really even care. But I know he's coming again for me. There's a whole lot of time wasted on how's this going to happen, how's that going to happen. And the truth is there's great men of God that I follow that believe polar opposites. One of them's wrong. Some of them are wrong. Dare I think that some of these great men and women who believe certain things, someone's going to be wrong about the end times. Someone's going to be wrong about, you know, other things, predestination or whatever you believe in certain things. But no one's going to be wrong if you have your feet shodded with the gospel. With the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't go wrong because this world needs a saviour. You and I need a saviour. In and of ourselves, as good as we are, we are not good enough. Because sin entered the world and Jesus then came to cleanse the world of sin, to cleanse us of sin. And his desire is that all would hear this message and that all would come to God. And that's, that's the message of the gospel, isn't it? That's the good news. You and I need a saviour. You might wake up Monday morning tomorrow and we need a saviour on Monday mornings, don't we? Depends what you're doing. Going to work, maybe you're on holidays, it's a little bit different. But we need a saviour. There's ups and downs in life. It's like a roller coaster ride sometimes. There's things that bombard us. There's, there's issues of maybe personal nature or things going on around us. It can be very stormy, very confusing. Even at Christmas time, it can be a lonely time for some people. These are the times when we need to remember it doesn't rely on us. We rely on a Savior. We rely on Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad we do because I know in and of myself, I know in and of my own brain, I haven't got what it takes. 
I have the same reactions, uh, even, even if I were, you know, in charge and there was war announced and opposition, I'd probably react the same way as most men and women would react. And so, therefore, I know in and of myself, I need God. I need a saviour. I need a healer, a redeemer. Or, in other words, I love these four phrases described about Jesus. Wonderful counsellor. How many times do we need a wonderful counsellor? Some may say, I need one every day. Lay on the couch, counsel me, counsel me. Well, you have one if you have Jesus Christ. Now, it may happen that he actually speaks through other people to you as well because he uses human beings. Sometimes I don't know why he uses us, but he does. Wonderful counsellor. You and I have a wonderful counsellor. In other words, we have wisdom. We have wisdom. We have a mighty God. There are times when we just don't have what it takes. We're weak. We're frail. Where we feel like we just don't have enough power even to get up some days or to get through this challenge. But we have the authority given by a mighty God. Even if you feel weak, you have a mighty God. You have a powerful God. You have an armory behind you, warring in front of you. And wardening off different attacks of the enemy and standing around you so you can walk in fresh authority. What an amazing God we serve. We have an everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Just picture that for a moment. Some of us have had terrible experiences here on earth with maybe fathers or mothers or maybe relatives. And there's been horrible stuff going on. And so sometimes even picturing an everlasting father, a father God can be a strange thing. But when we receive healing from that and we realize that that earthly reflection is nothing to do with God the Father. And we realize he is a perfect loving Father. And he wants to pour out blessing upon you and upon me. And he's been looking after us all of this time, drawing us out into truth and hope. We have an everlasting Father. Then we can stand in a spirit of sonship and say, Abba, Father. We can, we can cry out with him, join to him. And then finally, Prince of Peace. This is something we need in this day and age, don't we? He is the Prince of Peace. If you have anxiety, if you have fear, if you have stress, if you have any condition that causes your peace to be shaken, remember you have the Prince of Peace. If you have Jesus in your heart, in your life, you carry the Prince of Peace. And any situation that comes your way, remember you have him. And as soon as you find yourself getting out of that sink, getting out of peace, it's something Karen and I talk to each other about all the time is living in peace, living in peace. And we go after this actively. I mean actively. Uh, so that when there's stress scenarios coming up, uh, we're looking at them you know, like a deer in headlights. We're looking going, all right, we're going to do something before that hits us. And so we, we put in buffer zones, you know, to make sure that we carry peace whenever and wherever we can. And, so, and that way, we actually live in peace and stress doesn't overtake us the way maybe it used to. But we carry a prince of peace. You know, he's never freaking out. He's never freaking out. We freak out all the time, don't we? I freak out all the time. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Especially if you watch the news. And depending on what news, you just freak out anyway, you know. That's why it's safer just to watch cricket and footy. I mean, it's just easily, it's just hands down, it's safer. 
I mean that, actually. <laughs> but anyway, there's a few sports fans who, who are with me and everyone else is too scared to cheer and raise your hand up. But anyway, Jesus is in control. He's the Prince of Peace. He's not worried about tomorrow. He's not worried about next month. He's not worried about next year. He's not worried about the vaccine or no vaccine. He's not worried about a political bias. He's not worried about any of that stuff that we get so much of our energy gets drawn into. He is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. If you do not know this Prince of Peace, then I want to just ask you today to connect with him. Connect with him. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. We don't need your name on our role because your name will be on his role. And, you know, there's so many people who are scared of connecting with this Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, because of what the church might do to them. Well, if that scares you, then, then don't even join a church for a while and just, just hang out with Christians. Get to know Jesus however you want. The reason I'm saying that is because it's not about a church. It's not about a system or a mantra or doing our style or their style or clothes or whatever. You know, socks or no socks. I get a lot of flack for that. I've noticed a few more people are trying out the no sock. When Peter Lovett goes no sock, you know revival's not far away. I think Russ is tempted, aren't you, Russ? Yeah, we've missed this banter. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, very nice. Very nice. The Prince of Peace. Any anxieties that you may be carrying today, you can give them to Jesus because he is the great counselor. He is the mighty God. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. And so whatever stresses, whatever doubts and fears we carry, we can give to him. It's the great transaction of Jesus Christ. His life for ours, beauty for ashes. And he promises that he will come to you. If you don't know him, he promises to come to you in your life. And he is the Prince of Peace. And you will begin to have answers like you've never had before. It doesn't mean million-dollar checks and just all sorts of things will just blow your way just incredibly, but it does mean you'll have the answer to eternal life. And it does mean that your name will be written in the eternal role. And you will have eternal life. It's the greatest message of humanity. There's no message like it. There's no messenger like it. There's no God like it. There's no other saviour other than the name of Jesus. And so I'd love you to stand this morning. We're going to pray. We're going to sing a carol and just worship at, at, at the end. But I just want to pray for a few minutes and uh, the band can come up. And if you're standing there this morning, just, just close your eyes, everyone. We're just going to pray. And if you're standing there and you do not know this Prince of Peace, you do not know Jesus Christ, then you can invite him into your heart today. All you have to say is, Jesus I hear this message and I believe in you. I believe in your life. I believe you died for my sin. Wash me clean today. Forgive me of my sin and come into my life. And if you just say a simple prayer like that in your language, in your time, however you want to do it, then Jesus will come and meet you. And you are born again believer in the Savior of the world. You have eternal life. There's nothing in this world that you can do that surpasses this. He is the Prince of Peace, and He wants to bring peace. And so, Lord Jesus, we just stand as a church family, as a kingdom family this morning, and we ask that your peace that surpasses all understanding would come again 
and bring fresh hope and fresh life into our beings this morning. We just offload any anxiety and stress and fear that maybe we've been carrying. And we ask that the mighty God, wonderful counsellor, Prince of Peace would come this morning and just transact our ashes for your beauty, Lord. Any confusion for your peace. Holy Spirit, we just give these things to you and we ask you to come and bring your refreshing. Your refreshing for a fresh new year. That your destiny, your destiny, your vision, your hope, your life would come and flood our being this morning. So we give you our junk. We give you our stuff today. And Jesus, we take hold of you. You are the King of kings. You are the Savior of the world. There is no other. And we thank you, Father, for sending Jesus Christ. And we remember it at this time of year. We remember you, Jesus, and we celebrate your life. We celebrate your life. Our Redeemer, our Healer, our victor over sin and death. And we take hold of that truth afresh today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 